everyone, and welcome to the first episode of the Pit Talk podcast uh, with your hosts, uh, Sam, Lily, and Harrison. Uh, this episode is going to be sort of an introduction to uh, how we got into Formula One uh, and our favorite parts of the last season. So um, I'll start off by saying uh, I got into Formula One on the uh, 2021 Abu Dhabi Grand Prix, uh, the last race of the season. Uh, before, I wasn't really any interested in the sport at all. Um, but that race sort of piqued my interest. It was all over the news. It was a tie break. Whoever won that one won the whole championship. And I thought, oh, this this kind of sounds interesting. Something like you'd write a movie about. Um, so I thought I'd give it a watch. And uh, after that, I got hooked, uh, wanting more and more Formula One. But obviously, I picked the wrong time to join the sport because it was the end of the season. Uh, luckily for me, there was a show called Drive to Survive that came out. So that managed to fill the, fill the gap between the 2021 and 2022 season. Um, and yeah, ever since that, I've been basically uh, launched full speed ahead into learning more and more about F1 um, and the things that about the F1 season. Um, so Lily, tell me a bit about yourself and how you got into Formula One. Um, well, I have always been to Formula One. I've grown up watching it. All the family love it. So every Sunday, it was a rite of passage to watch the... Um, watch the races uh I just I loved having grown up watching it and just seeing like how it's progressed and all the changes that have been made and to see all the drivers coming through like to see Lewis Hamilton from when he was younger to now where he is um yeah even Alonso all, all of those I really loved watching all of that um so yeah it's definitely been something I've grown up with and has always been a part of so Harrison, how did you get into Formula One? I got into Formula One when I was on holiday. Again, in 2021, um, we were uh, down south, down Devonway, and uh, we stopped off in the pub, and it was the Azerbaijan Grand Prix, and my mate was really into Formula One, one of our best mates. And um, I mean, there was no football or anything, and I wasn't really that much into Formula One. And then when we watched the Grand Prix, we saw... Stroll's tire blow up and then um you know later on you know we saw Verstappen's tire blow up and you know I mean I was basic like I, I knew Lewis Hamilton that's about it um and then as the season went on uh, I saw how tight the uh, championship standings were between Verstappen and Hamilton and how Hamilton could make his way back um and he clawed his way back pretty well um uh, but from there I just carried on watching carried on watching um, what really draw, drew me to the sport was not just only the rule set, but also the science behind it, the physics, the aerodynamics. It's just something that has always fascinated me. I've always loved um, aerodynamics, like the physics, really. Just seeing just seeing how it all works and how it all combines together. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, the rules are a lot easier to understand and or gain a knowledge of them than football for example because football is always, it's always changing every now and then and even though there's such a vast book you know trying to get into football like yeah you don't put you know two foot um <laughs> two foot challenges halfway up the leg you know that's a red card you know another player could do something similar but he just gets told off so there's a bit of an inconsistency there whereas while I like about old school Formula One, where even though I joined halfway through the 2021 season, I went back. I'd done my research. I went back and you could see the rules being applied. Um, and even in 2021, 
uh, during the race, post race, pre race, um, just just yeah, seeing how strict they were to the rules until Abu Dhabi twenty one. Then, but, you know, we, we we won't say that. We won't say that. Um, but yeah, no, I just, those are my two probably favorite things about Formula One, really. Cool. Yeah. So me and Harry sort of similar interests. I'm again, I'm interested in the aerodynamics and things like that. I come from an engineering background. Uh, learning about airflow and um, aerodynamics and engineering of Formula One is something that interests me quite a lot. Um, people people might know or they might not. Um, for my job, I basically work with airflow and aerodynamics all the time. Uh, I'm a sailmaker for yachts, so um, I can kind of learn a bit about airflow and air in the sailmaking industry, carry that across and learn and sort of adapt it and uh, look at cars and know a bit more about it. And it, it's quite interesting to see how teams design different cars different ways sort of to to shape the airflow especially in this new uh regulations that we're in now of the um the ground effect cars i mean it's heavily focused on using the aerodynamics so it's pretty and um, but let's have a bit about what everyone's favorite teams are um harrison what's your favorite team my t- favorite team will be the silver arrows well not so silver now well i, I don't know as well we've got a bit of silver to them now but not as of late um <laughs> mercedes they're they're my team they are my team. We've had some heartbreak recently, which we'll cover in some future uh, podcasts. But my favourite team's got to be Mercedes. As I said earlier on, like, I knew who Lewis Hamilton was. So when I was watching 2021 and seeing him battle against Verstappen, um, I just I I drew not when when I drew uh, my love for Formula One. I was also, you know, appreciating how Hamilton drives. Um, I even went back and watched the um, uh, 2020 Silverstone Grand Prix where he finishes the race on three wheels. He's the only driver ever to do that. But you look at that skill set that he's got. And, you know, some people say, oh, it's the car, it's the car. But come on, when like, it's, he's such a good driver at the same time. Um, and then um, Valtteri Bottas was always always my favourite teammate of his. Um but now we've got George Russell, um, who, I, I, I don't know, I don't know. He's he's an interesting teammate. I haven't quite formed an opinion on Russell yet. He's an interesting teammate. But seeing those two work together to try to help the, um, rec- recreate the W13 and W14 to become great cars, has been really great to watch. And you can really see the teamwork that they're all trying to do together. Um, and yeah, um, I say that that's my team. Nice. Uh, Lily, what's your favourite? Um, I'm a Ferrari fan. I'm a historical kind of gal. Um, seeing as I've been brought up watching the sport, I've liked, you know, I've watched it all happen. So I'm used to heartbreak for Ferrari because, you know, they're never quite there, are they? But I'm loyal. I've got to keep on supporting them. Um, but yeah, no, definitely not a Mercedes fan. That's one thing I can say I'm not. For a few years, have you got any favourite uh, driver duos that you might have? Um, oh, I mean, Seb and Kimmy, pretty iconic, if you ask me. Um, those are like, they're the ones that I can best remember. Obviously, they were ones when I was younger, but I wasn't as like into it then. So ones where I can probably remember, definitely Seb and Kimmy. Uh, that's, that's, an, that's an iconic duo in itself and just want to say for those that are because we're not doing video just yet 
Lily's dedicated to this so much that she's even wearing red um, nails. So yeah, when we bring when we bring video around, you'll you'll see. But um, you'll see the dedication in and out, in and yeah. out. Um, what's your team? Mine's McLaren. I don't know why I chose that. Um, I obviously joined in 2021, so they weren't amazing in 2021, but they weren't that bad. Um, but I think. I don't know. I just like the colour orange, I'm guessing, and just sort of went, no, you look cool. And then the driver pairing at the time was a pretty decent driver pairing. So um, now we're going to talk about a a season review of the 2023 season, Um, sort of how we felt it went, um, things that happened in the season that we may be surprised by. Um, So I'm going to start off by talking about McLaren's performance. The start of the season, it it was diabolical. I mean, testing was looking awful for for the car uh, um and then it got to the first race and two dnfs uh, i mean um piastri's car basically did a factory reset in the pit lane when they were swapping some parts over um but yeah and then throughout the season i was kind of like oh i'm kind of giving up mclaren now this is not looking good i kind of slightly transitioned towards aston martin because they were doing good in the season and you know alonso alonso's uh a decent driver and I thought oh this guy might be something I can follow now and obviously Ricardo wasn't in the team anymore so uh, I didn't have a guy to follow um, so I started to transition towards Aston Martin and they were looking good on the podiums for like a lot of the races at the start of the season um, and then then there was a surprise turn of events where it's almost like McLaren and Aston Martin swap positions um, where in Silverstone the McLaren boys just came out of nowhere and qualified at two and three and then the race was a good race as well. Uh, Lando Norris started to lead the British Grand Prix, um, which you could hear the cheers of the crowd. Uh, it was go, everyone was going mental because it's a British driver leading the British Grand Prix for, for that has been the first in uh, a little while. Um, and it, yeah, you could just hear everyone going crazy. And the outcomes of uh, Silverstone was good, uh, McLaren guys. And then then for the rest of the season, it was good as well. There was a few podiums throughout the season. Um, also, Piastri got a sprint win, which was good. You could class that as the first win since Daniel Ricciardo in 2021. And some people will class that as the first win for McLaren in 2021. Um, but yeah, I, what, what are your guys' thoughts on the 2023 season? I, I'd say for everybody, it was a development. Either everybody had a development setback or Red Bull were half-testing, half-taking 2022 seriously because, I mean, they were, yeah, only one team beat them in one race. Um, And it goes to show that, that, uh, I don't know how to explain it, like, because I think Ferrari, Ferrari were close to, they were the closest, really, to um, Red Bull in um, 2022. Um, Leclerc did a really good, great job. Um, Sainz did a fantastic job as well. Um, but then in 2023, out of nowhere, it, it was as if Ferrari dropped off the edge of a cliff. Like, they stalled. Like, Aston Martin and Ferrari swapped places, pretty much. Um, and even, even then, like... Um, they, they they lost P3 and the constructors to Mercedes in the last race of the season. And it was just a I, I don't know I don't know whether everybody's development stalled or 
Red Bull just found something. Because um, it wasn't much of a concept change on the RB19 from the RB18. In fact, I mean, you, you, could, you could say the RB19 effectively is the RB18B because it was such a, it was such an league of its own that it just excelled and, and just, yeah, by the time Abu Dhabi came, the car was 20 seconds ahead of the field. Um, credit to Verstappen as well. I, he drove fantastically last season, but I guess that, that my highlight really has to be just everybody sucking really, apart from Red Bull. <laughs> like Red Bull was just in diff, different league. Like, yeah, I, I'm not the biggest Red Bull fan, um, but they were. You have to just sometimes put your hand up and just say fair play and you know they there are allegations of that car was in cheat mode but remember in Miami when mm-hmm. Verstappen overtook was it Leclerc I know it was Ulkenberg but was it Leclerc as well um, or Sainz I, I, I'm certain it was Leclerc um, he just overtook them both on that uh, on the Miami um, start finish straight which ain't a big straight to have a DRS zone for that is a yeah it's, a, it's, it's not a big straight. It's a, it's a weird one. And um, yeah, that, that Red Bull just walked past them both, even though the Ferrari had the DRS on the Haas. It was, uh, yeah, no, it, they were just differently. My highlight has to be RB20, RB8, RB19 even. Getting stumbled on my words. Um, that, uh, there, that's my highlight. Even from a Mercedes fan, that RB19 was just a class of its own. I mean, yeah, that's also a highlight for me. But I also really like seeing all of the younger drivers and kind of their development. So uh, Albon towards the end of the season was performing really well. And it was it's really nice to see because obviously he, I mean, I know it was like a season or two ago, but he really struggled in the Red Bull. But then to see now him developing really well, even in Williams, is really nice to see that. And, Sergeant as well, getting better. Piastri, he was doing better. I really liked seeing all the younger drivers really develop and kind of get into it across the season. And obviously, yeah, they all did like more good at the end, which I quite liked to see kind of the newer and the future talent of F1 and to see what that's going to look like. That's that's a great shout out about Sergeant as well. Um, I felt he had a really difficult start to the season because the mm. F2 and the F1 car we were just talking before we started the recording it's such a different such a different game and seeing them and seeing seeing you know he started not too great um, but seeing um, James Vowles put proper confidence behind him and you saw it in Qatar when he wasn't well um, and James was like you know come to the pits you know we want to make sure you're okay but Sergeant I feel like he felt in debt to James because he, James really looking after him, trying to mentor him, trying to really help him progress. He was like, no, James, I'm staying out here. This one's for you. I mean, later on he boxed because he was, he was too unwell to continue, but it's, you know, Sergeant, he's really, he really developed for the season. Piastri just had an unfortunate start, didn't he really? Mm. But I've got to agree with you there about Sergeant and Piastri. I'm really upset about Pierre. Even though Piers, you know, he's he's a bit, he, he, he's definitely smeared into Formula One now, but 
I still think Pierre Gasly is a, um, a rookie rookie driver still. Um, but yeah, no, the, the younger drivers really um, towards the end of the season showed their colours. I mean, it was a tough season for Nick DeVries as well. Obviously, he he hopped in. Um, he hopped in in 2022 uh, when I think Albon had appendicitis or Albon was ill anyway at Monza uh, and hopped in that Williams, which was a terrible car at the time and blew everyone away, I think. Um, so we all thought, oh, okay, this guy, guy's amazing. Look, at he just hopped in the worst car and he, he got in the points. But, you know, wait into the 2023 season and I know the Alpha Tauri wasn't an amazing car in the season, but still... It, it wasn't good his performance wise hence why he sort of got dropped halfway through and replaced by Ricardo. but I don't know I don't know if he had enough time to prove himself in that season I know he was doing awful and it was effectively his first it was his rookie year in F1 even though he'd done one race before um, I don't know if he should have been dropped that early maybe I would have <laughs> left him to the end of the season but obviously I'm not Helmut Marco or Christian Horner Um so I can't make those decisions. But yeah, I, I think he was, if he'd had a bit of time to sort of learn the car a bit more. And I mean, as it started to progress into the season, um, the, the Alpha Tauri did start to get better, especially towards the end of the season. Who knows what could have been basically for Nick DeVries, but that's what happened with, with that. So I think coming though, as like someone who's a champion, I think it was expected that he'd be a lot better than he was. If he's a champion already, you kind of expect something more because he did so well in that first race as well. I think the expectation was already there and he consistently didn't meet it, which is a shame because I would have liked for him to really show it and really be good, but he just couldn't quite get there. And I don't know if it's because of the difference in the car, but I would have hoped that something more would have, come from him being in it basically with all his experience could could the alpha tauri though have been a that diff that much difference at williams or be that bad because i felt lawson did a better job potentially than ricardo ricardo did great not much better than nick de Fries, but he did he did great but lawson you know Considering he had only driven in F two, he hadn't touched an F one car. That's where the difference the difference is here. And he was doing fantastic. I was really impressed by Lawson. I think everybody in the field is um, just as a temp- just as a temporary. I think he's got. Did he get? He got a couple of. He got two points. I think last season Lawson. Yeah. So yeah, he got more points than Daniel Ricciardo and Nick De Vries. No, I, I think that Alvatari last year was just shocking. And the you know, Nick DeFries is unfortunate. Lily's right. Definitely. Bar was set very high. He's F, you know, he's a F, uh, Formula E champion. Um, he's 28, I think, as well. So he's, he's, he's not exactly young. But, yeah, he just, he, I, I, I reckon he did not click with the car. Because um, he did great in that Williams. But he just, couldn't couldn't hold it together on that Alpha Tauri. And even then Daniel Carden didn't do a much greater job than him. So yeah, it's a shame, but he was definitely he definitely just didn't hold up to standard, which I mean, Red Bull are known just for kicking out their drivers and they literally voted him out. Get him not even half a season. As soon as the rumors came out that he was going to get the sack if he hadn't had points by Netherlands, 
Helen Mark. And oh no, it wasn't that, was it? It was the um, uh, Daniel Ricciardo test lap Silverstone, where he, yeah, where he matched Verstappen's time. So Horner called Marco, and within half hour or hour or something like that, Nick the freezes at the door and Daniel Ricciardo was in. That's crazy, but that's Formula One for you. Something it's a brutal sport. It's a brutal sport. Like you kind of see it in Drive to Survive, but it's a lot more real when you live it. Yeah, it's all about money and. Those sponsors, you know, if you upset the sponsors, they'll leave. You lose money. So it's either sacrifice the driver or sacrifice the team. And one of them's going to buy it, and it's always going to be the driver. I mean, Lawson, go back to Lawson again. Like, he did amazingly. But, you know, like Harrison said earlier, like, basically never touched an F1 car before. Straight in it, bang, getting some decent results. Um, let's also not forget that he beat Max Verstappen in an Alpha Tauri against a Red Bull. Uh, in one of the qualifying sessions, I think, which no one expected. Um, I can't remember what that's race Singapore. Was. I think it was Singapore. Yeah, everyone was blown away by that. Um, I think it maybe might have been his second race in that car. Um, but yeah, I think definitely someone to watch in the next upcoming years, Lawson. Um, if he doesn't get an AlphaTauri suit soon. I don't know, you know, I'll be shocked basically because he was decent in that car uh, and he was in that car when the car was probably mm-hmm. one of the worst cars in the grid and still doing well in it. Um, but yeah, I think keep an eye on that guy. I think we'll see a bit more of him soon. Yeah, I'm just, tr- just trying to see if I can find um, qualifying results for Singapore. Yeah, Liam Lawson, 10th, Max Verstappen, 11th. That's crazy. That's crazy. So if we compare what Piastri was like before he came in and Lawson, where would you rank them? Like, who would you put as better? I'll put Piastri as better. Yeah, I mean, Piastri, he's meant that people were referring to him as like the next centre. Um, he's good. I'd, I'd, yeah, I'd, he's good. I don't know if he's centre quality yet. He's still young, so he might have a chance at some point, but... You know he's 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 pretty good driver for his rookie season he did immensely, um, you know getting podiums in his rookie season Hamilton did that and look where Hamilton is now, um, but yeah I think out of that that question it was probably Piastri that was better than Lawson. Yeah, I don't think Lawson's won a um, championship in F two, but um, Piastri won in his first season, didn't he? I reckon. Now hear me out. Plot twist. Plot twist. Because Piastri done so well, Lawson, the, the bar set for Piastri, you know, he's, oh, he's such a great driver, this, that, and the other. But Lawson as well is a fantastic driver. I can see Lawson winning championship before Piastri. Potentially. I mean, I, potentially. Like, yeah, like... I almost am like, you know how Hulkenberg did... um. He did so well, and then in his Formula One career, he's not. I almost, I don't know. I could nearly see Piastri going that way. I hope not. But at the same time, he did so well. But is it another Hulkenberg situation? I hope not. I don't. I, I, I don't want anyone in Hulkenberg's position, man. That man is so unfortunate. So, what was everyone's favourite bits of the twenty twenty three season? Um, Harrison, do you want to give us your favourite bit? Mine would be Singapore. Um, not for the fact that someone that wasn't a rebel won it, because 
in the US Grand Prix, uh, Kota was pretty damn good. And Hamilton was hunting down Verstappen in something like one and a half, almost two seconds a lap, which is incredible. But it was such a close-knit race. It was so tight. Um, watching um, the Ferrari, the McLaren, and the two Mercs all fight. Um, it was proper racing. It's something we hadn't seen in almost all season long. It was refreshing in a way. It felt almost in a way back to 2021, but not really. Mm. I'm trying to I'm trying to spin it, but it was it was a Singapore classic. It was a great race, and <laughs> ironically, watching Russell bottle it on the last lap was um, painful. A beautiful moment. But <clears throat> who got who got P2, Lily? In the constructors, we can have a driver. You, your driver can win a race, and our, our, our driver can go into the wall. But that's okay. That's fine. We we, we came second. Yeah, well, we still came second. So, um, so Lily, was it, yours was pretty similar. Wasn't yeah, it? Um, I think the like Carlos and the strategy that he used there, getting Lando to get DRS on him in order to like the distance and in order to protect himself. From the marks, I think that was just brilliant, and yeah, maybe I, I feel like they've learned that. Well, we've all learned that maybe the drivers should just be their own strategist because evidently Ferrari cannot do it. So, but yeah, no, I think Carlos did really well in that race. I think, yeah, like Harrison said, it was proper racing. You had them all, you know, really fighting for it. It wasn't like most of the season was where it was just Hamilton off in the distance. I think that it was just proper racing yeah so that was definitely my highlight you know i think mine is like i, I briefly it was the, the british grand prix and how i basically went from a depressed person to like hang on a minute we've got a chance here <laughs> um i was i think i even probably cried at one point the fact that the, the mclaren just flipped everything around and went from being awful to actually competing at something um yeah that was a that was a pretty good sort of uh race i think um, another thing I want to sort of quickly mention is the, the surprise that took me was I thought that the Las Vegas Grand Prix was going to be awful. Ah, uh, yeah. Another street circuit, mm. trying to play to the crowds, uh, you know, Vegas being Vegas, being showy off and everything like that. But I was actually extremely surprised by how decent of a race was. Obviously, I know we lost Norris in the race, but still, <laughs> anyone want to talk about that? Yeah, man, that, that was a good race. Like, I'm mm. actually glad I got up to watch that. Uh, that was, that was a, yeah, again, you had the Ferrari, you had the Charles Leclerc battling both Verstappen and Perez. Uh, three people were battling for P1. Like, it was, oh, again, one of the best races of the season by far. Yeah, definitely. I was expecting it to be a lot worse because I do not like the Miami race. I haven't ever since they suggested it. And so the fact they were adding another race in America, I was like, no, this is not going to be good. Um, but I was pleasantly surprised. So I'm So that has it for the, our first episode of the Pit Talk podcast. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. Um, I think we all enjoyed recording it. Um, we've got much more planned for this upcoming season in 2024. Uh, loads of episodes deep diving into certain areas. Keep looking on the social media at the Pit Talk podcast uh, on Twitter and uh, Instagram and Facebook. I think also TikTok as well. I think I set one of those.
can't actually remember. Um, but yeah, keep an eye on that and for updates about what's coming. Um, and yeah, we'll see you soon. Uh, this has been Sam. Uh, thank you very much for for coming along and listening. Thank you, everyone, and uh, see see you next for the next episode. <laughs> thank you for listening. Yeah.